0: Hello, and welcome to Words on Film, the spoken word show dedicated to moving pictures. I'm Dan Burke, your host and movie critic, and you're listening to Words on Film on WBCALP Boston. I will be reviewing some of the newest movies out right now. For today's show, I'm actually not going to be reviewing films like I normally do, because tomorrow is actually uh, the Oscars. And I'm just going to be running down the list of nominees uh, for the Oscars. And actually, this year's broadcast is going to be a little different as well as a bit controversial. Last year was, I believe, the lowest rated telecast of the Oscar ceremony in uh, Oscar history ever since it's been televised in the mid-1950s. And I think there was a pretty good reason for that, too. The big reason that it had such low ratings was because of, well, the pandemic, basically. And a lot of people just were so tired of the year 2020 that they ultimately just didn't really care about any movies. But, I mean, that's not to say people didn't watch movies. They most certainly did. But when we had almost an entire year, in fact, for some people it's been more than a year of not going to the movies, I I think a lot of people just uh, watched their own thing. And that's not necessarily meaning that they never watched movies, but there was really no movies that really kind of united us. And so I think for that reason, the Oscar telecast was so low. In addition to the fact that it was a lot lower key, there wasn't a host for the uh, third year in a row. But in addition to that, it was it was a little bit less of a ceremony that takes place in a big theater like the Kodak Theater and more one of those low key cocktail parties. And I think that even though I thought the Oscar telecast was fine, and certainly wasn't the worst one that I'd seen, I do think that it was just something that a lot of people weren't particularly used to and maybe not even, uh, really ready for, but this year, uh, the Oscars is being held on March 22nd, uh, 27th, excuse me. And it should be, well, I, I can't predict whether or not it's good, but it's already been met with, um, controversy as it is. For example, The hosts of the show this year are Regina King, Amy Schumer, and Wanda Sykes. Two out of three of those hosts are kind of bad. And yeah, I mean, I like Regina King, I think probably as much as the next person does, but Amy Schumer and Wanda Sykes, I wouldn't have exactly said that they would have been great to host the show, not necessarily because they're not funny, but Well, a lot of people do uh, think they are, but I, I just didn't really see them as somebody who could host an Oscar show. But, of course, I will give them the benefit of the doubt. I'll give basically the whole show the benefit of the doubt, so to speak. But it should be an interesting telecast. Welcome back to Words on Film, the spoken word show dedicated to moving pictures. I am your host and movie critic, Dan Burke. And today I'm talking about the Oscar nominations for this Oscar ceremony in 2022, which will be on Sunday, March 27th, and will be broadcast live on ABC. And I would imagine that this would be Oscar telecast that's higher rated than last year. I mean, after all, people can afford to actually um, congregate in a larger venue than they uh, congregated last year. But the live broadcast of the Oscar telecast is not going to be without its controversy. Specifically, there are a handful of Nominees that are not actually going to be announced during the Oscar telecast, and that has actually been met with a lot of controversy, particularly because there are nominee categories such as, for example, um, the the Oscar shorts, all of them, not just a documentary, but also live action and animated, which is, they're they're just not going to have the announcements on um, the telecast this year. They're also going to skip Best Makeup and a couple of other categories. And the Hollywood community at large actually signed a petition, and some of the people who signed the petition include Steven Spielberg, um, telling the Oscars not to do this. But they're going along with it Anyway, so um, despite that, I'm just going to go through a lot of the nominations and give you what I think my um, what I think is going to win. And honestly, the science categories, because it is, after all, the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences, I will probably uh, do first because they're actually they may not be the most popular, but they are the easiest to choose. So I'm going to start with the visual effects nominees. The nominees for visual effects or special effects are Dune, Free Guy, No Time to Die, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, and Spider-Man No Way Home. So of these um, nominees, uh, three of them are from Disney, two of them are from the Marvel Cinematic Universe, um, I would probably say that Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings should win, but I think that Dune will win, particularly because the movie had a, a lot of very elaborate spacecraft, not to mention that giant sandworm, and the special effects for Dune were a huge improvement, a huge improvement over the 1984 uh, movie directed by David Lynch, so... My money, I'm not actually putting money on this, but if I were to put money on it, I would probably go with Dune. I think probably the, the fan favor <clears throat> of this would either be Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings or Spider-Man No Way Home, but my money, my guess is with Dune. So on to Best Sound. The nominees are Belfast, <clears throat> Dune, No Time to Die, The Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. For this one, I'm probably going to have to go with Dune again. Dune is one of the nominees for Best Picture, and it's, it's likely that Dune is not going to win Best Picture, but it's probably going to, to win a lot of the technical categories. So again, I'm going with Dune for Best Sound. On to makeup and hairstyling. The nominees are Coming to America. That's the sequel to the 1988 film, Uh, Coming to America starring Eddie Murphy, Cruella, Dune, The Eyes of Tammy Faye, and House of Gucci. Yeah, House of Gucci was expected to be one of those movies that was nominated in several categories, but when I actually saw the film, it certainly came up short. But my guess is that Cruella is going to win this one. Now, it has some very tough competition with the eyes of Tammy Faye, particularly because the makeup that Jessica Chastain had on to transform herself into Tammy Faye Baker, who later became Tammy Faye Messner, was certainly uh, very ornate and very good. But And and certainly, Coming to America had um, good makeup as well. But I would go with uh, Cruella on this one because... It it certainly had a lot of uh, creativity, or maybe I'm mixing up makeup and hairstyling with uh, best costume design, which I believe it was also nominated for. But I would probably go with Cruella, and The Eyes of Tammy Faye is probably going to be the one that might pull off a possible upset. On to production design, I can already tell you what the winners are without reading all the nominees, but the nominees are for best production design, Dune. Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, The Tragedy of Macbeth, and West Side Story. Now, this is actually tough now that I've read all the nominees but because the production design for The Tragedy of Macbeth was really, really good. However, I think this is another category that Dune is going to win because it's the sci-fi movie that's nominated for Best Picture. Everything about this new Dune was a huge improvement over the 1984 film, certainly the production design. So I think Dune is going to have this one again, and it is really Dune's award to lose. So the next uh, category I have, which will not be aired on Sunday, or at least that's what the press is telling me, is the documentary short subjects. And to be honest with you, I haven't seen the documentary short subjects because I just have not had time to do it. I really wish I could tell you what the winners are going to going to be but honestly I don't know but I will tell you what the nominees are The nominees are Audible Lead Me Home The Queen of Basketball Three Songs for Benazir and When We Were Bullies All five of these documentary short subjects have really great names I wish I could tell you what what I think the winners are going to be but honestly I haven't seen them, so I'm not going to pretend that I'm an authority. I'm just going to move on to the movies I actually have seen. So on to the live action short nominees. Uh, The nominees are Alakachu, which means take and run, uh, The Dress, The Long Goodbye, On My Mind, and Please Hold. Now, I did talk in length last week about the live-action shorts and which ones I think were going to win, and I, I discussed in detail what countries these movies were from, not to mention what, um, what the plots were. But my money is on the only American nominee here, Please Hold. That's what I think will win, and it's actually what I think should win, too. Please Hold is about a... Latino man in the not too distant future who gets arrested for no reason at all by a drone. And he is in a jail cell by himself. He's only able to communicate to the outside world by, um uh, zoom call basically, but he has no, <clears throat> he has no idea why he got in jail and no one around can really help him. He's able to speak to automation, but not an actual human being for a very long time. It is a very claustrophobic film. It's a very frustrating film, but it also feels like this could be, sadly, the not-too-distant future of um, detaining um, people, whether or not they deserve to be detained. So on to the what I think is the best animated short film. The nominees are... Affair of the Art, Bestia, Box Ballet, Robin Robin, and The Windshield Wiper. Now, two of these films are appropriate for children, Robin Robin and Box Ballet, probably Robin Robin being the most child-friendly, and the other three, Affairs of the Art, Bestia, and The Windshield Wiper, are solely for adults. Usually, but not always, usually the ones that are more geared towards adults are the ones that don't win. But the reason I'm choosing Robin Robin as the one that's, um, probably going to win is not because it's child friendly, but also because I thought it told a better story. It's also, it also happens to be the longest of the animated short films. And, um, it, it seemed to be the one that went by, the the quickest for me. In other words, it told the most engaging story and had the most memorable characters, not to mention the stop-motion animation was nothing short of beautiful. So Robin Robin is my choice for what will win and what should win Best Animated Short, but then again, I could be wrong. Welcome back to Words on Film, the spoken word show dedicated to moving pictures. I am your host and movie critic, Dan Burke. Now I am going down the list of movies, or rather nominees, that I think will win versus should win. And I started with the technical categories. Now I'm getting into more of the arts of the Oscars. And my next category is... Best Music or Best Original Score, not Best Original Song, that will come later, but Best Original Score, the nominees are Don't Look Up, Dune, Encanto, Parallel Mothers, and The Power of the Dog. Now, historically, it's usually the Disney film that wins this category. So, my money, if I was to put money on this, is probably going to be with Encanto, and the reason for that is not because, not just because it's a Disney film—that is a tremendous asset—and it's usually the Disney's film, uh, Disney um, movies um, category to lose, but because Encanto had amazing music in it. That was one of its biggest strengths. Of course, it had excellent animation as well, but its music by Lin Manuel Miranda was excellent. So I think Encanto is, is going to win this category with maybe The Power of the Dog pulling off an upset. And Dune also had a very good orchestrative score, but I think this is it Encanto's category to lose. Encanto may not win Best Animated Feature, i.e. Best Animated Full-Length Movie, but I think it's definitely going to win Best Original Score. Moving on to, lo and behold, Best Animated Feature. The categories are, excuse me, the nominees are Encanto, Flea, Luca, The Mitchells vs. The Machines, and Raya and the Last Dragon. Now, of these five nominees, two of them are Disney, but they also have a very strong contender with Flea. The reason is because Flea is the very first movie in Academy Award history that has been nominated in three different categories. Best Animated Feature, Best International Film, and Best Documentary. It's going to win one of these categories at least. So I think that Flea is a a dark horse. It's the one that I think might pull off an upset. And The Mitchells vs. the Machines is a movie that I saw on Netflix months ago. It's great to see a Netflix animated film nominated. And The Mitchells vs. the Machines was a film that I thoroughly enjoyed, especially as it was getting towards the end. But I think Encanto is the one that's probably going to uh, win this category because I thought it had some great music. It had an original story. And it had amazing animation, arguably the best out of the five nominees. But I do concede that I have not actually seen um, uh, uh, Raya and the Last Dragon. And I made a mistake there. I said that two of the nominees were from Disney. That's actually not true. Luca is the third uh, movie movie from Disney, in addition to Encanto and Ryan the Last Dragon, that's the only entry Luca is from Disney Pixar. So I'm, I'm sorry, I, I made that mistake off the top of my head. Uh, but I, I don't think that's the strongest Disney Pixar film that I've seen, and I highly doubt that it's going to win this category. I think this one is Encanto's to lose, and if it will lose this category, Flea is going to pull off an upset. But anyway... Moving on to Best International Film, the nominees are Drive My Car from Japan, Flee from Denmark, The Hand of God from Italy, The Worst Person in the World from Norway, and Lunana, A Yak in the Classroom from Bhutan. Now, the, the last one, Lunana, A Yak in the Classroom, sounds like an animated feature, and if it's animated, there's literally a yak in the classroom. But I think in this, ca- in this category, a yak in the classroom may be a uh, play on words. I don't exactly know. But I do believe that of the three categories here, Flea is probably not going to win this one. But then again, I can't exactly say because I haven't seen it. I do think that Drive My Car, well I know that Drive My Car is the only best international film nominee that was also nominated for best picture and and usually the way it goes is if the international film is nominated for best picture it may not win but it will def, it may not win best picture overall but it will win the best international film. That's the way it it's gone with such international films as Life is Beautiful from back in 1998. That's the way it was with Parasite, which also won Best Picture, but it also won Best International Film. And I think (coughs) that um, Best Picture, or rather, Parasite definitely deserved to win Best International Film back in 2020, but I don't think it should have won Best Picture, but then again, it was an excellent film. Definitely one of the best of the year, but I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. Now on to Best Original Song. For Best Original Song, the nominees are Be Alive from King Richard. Music and lyrics by Dixon and Beyonce Knowles-Carter. They have to spell out her whole name. They didn't really have to do that. Dos Oruguitas from King Encanto, music and lyrics by Lin-Manuel Miranda. Down to Joy from Belfast, music and lyrics by Van Morrison. No Time to Die from No Time to Die, music and lyrics by Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell. And finally, Somehow You Do from Four Good Days, music and lyrics by Diane Warren. Truth be told, of the five nominees, Somehow You Do is the only one I have not actually heard because four good days I haven't actually seen my um the the one that I think will win is probably going to be uh be alive from King Richard because <clears throat> I, I think that's a, a film that has a, a song that has a motivational message behind it not to mention that um Beyonce is singing it, and she's going to be singing it at the ceremony in a last-ditch effort for the Oscars to have bigger uh, ratings, but I would probably say that Dos Origuitas might pull off this win, but if Encanto does not win Best Original Song, it will probably win Best Original Score. As I've said before, I wish I had this ability to predict the nominees, like jimmy the greek was able to predict the winners of sports games i wish i had those abilities like jimmy the greek but i don't have those i'm only um a mere hollywood outsider that just loves movies i tell you what should win i have sort of an idea about what will win so just go with me on those Welcome back to Words on Film, the spoken word show dedicated to moving pictures. I am your host and movie critic, Dan Burke. Continuing on with the Oscar nominees for Best Documentary Feature. Full disclosure, I have not actually seen four out of the five nominees. I really wish I I could have seen them, and I, I wish that I was able to Uh, Tell you that the most popular movie amongst American audiences is going to win this one. But that's usually not the way it works. And I really honestly don't know what um, people who are part of the Academy, the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences, think or go with when they see these nominees. But the nominees are Summer of Soul or When the Revolution Could Not Be Televised, Flee, Attica, Ascension, and Writing with Fire. So, Flea, I have not actually seen, not yet. It may be a movie that I review for a later show, but I think Flea is going to win this one because, as I said earlier in the show, Flea made history by being the first ever film in movie history to be nominated for Best Animated Feature. Best International Film, and Best Documentary Feature. My guess is it will win at least one out of these three categories. It would be actually kind of a shame if it didn't. So my guess is that it's going to win the Best Documentary Feature, but the movie I'm going to be rooting for that I think should win is Summer of Soul or When the Revolution Could Not Be Televised. Because... That movie, which was directed by and presumably edited by Questlove, told the story of the uh, Harlem Cultural Festival that took place over several weekends in Harlem, New York in 1969. And this was a, a concert series I was not aware actually occurred until this documentary came out. And I doubt a lot of Americans, particularly black Americans, even knew about this festival either. So to see this festival go on with all this great music and all kind of a who's who of black artists of the late 60s from Motown and from Stax, as well as people who played a lot of international music, both from Africa and from Cuba and several other places in the world, I absolutely loved Summer of Soul. I loved it so much that I saw it twice. Will the Academy feel the same way? It's really hard to say. So I think Flea will win based on what I know about it, but I think Summer of Soul should win. So on to Best Film Editing. So we're getting back into the sciences here. The nominees are Don't Look Up, Dune, King Richard, Tick, Tick, Boom, and The Power of the Dog. All of these are worthy nominees. Four out of five of them have been nominated for Best Picture. Tick, Tick, Boom is the only one that that hasn't been nominated for Best Picture, but honestly, it should have. But editing is also very tough. Usually, it goes to the science fiction one of the five, so I would say tentatively, I think Dune is going to win this one. But maybe Don't Look Up might pull off an upset as well. And Don't Look Up was a movie that I think shouldn't be nominated in as many, many categories as it was, especially when it comes to uh, best picture, but it might pull off an upset here. And well, if it does, I'll be upset, but I think Dune is going to win this one on to best costume design. This is the one that I I'm pretty sure I know is going to win for best costume design. The nominees are Cruella, Serrano, Dune Serrano. Cyrano, excuse me. Dune, Nightmare Alley, and West Side Story. This is Cyrano's only nomination in the entire Academy Awards, although I would have liked to have seen Peter Dinklage be nominated for Best Actor, but who do I think will win? Who do I think should win? Cruella. If you didn't like the movie Cruella, fine. A lot of people did, and I thought it was probably one of the best. Disney live action remakes I've ever seen, in my opinion, second only to Pete's dragon. And it wasn't exactly a remake as much as it was a prequel to 101 Dalmatians, but the one biggest asset undisputably that Cruella had was its costume design. It went just fabric to the wall, so to speak in its um, costume design. It's amazing not only how the costumes looked, but what the costumes could actually do in the movie. So that's why Cruella should win this category, and I think that it will. Nightmare Alley might pull off an upset. Maybe West Side Story 2, but I think this is Cruella's category to lose. On to cinematography. Cinematography, the nominees are Dune, Nightmare Alley, the Power of the Dog, The Tragedy of Macbeth, and West Side Story. So what what do I think will win this category? This is another tough one because all five of these films had excellent cinematography. What were the ones that stood out um, amongst the best of the best? I would probably say West Side Story had some really good cinematography especially considering that it had a lot of different uh, jump shots that the original West Side Story from 1961 didn't have but I do think that of these ca- uh, of the movies in this category I would probably say Dune is going to win because it's undisputably not only a better film than the original 1984 movie, but it's so much better on a technical level than that movie as well. It had a bigger budget and it used that bigger budget to make what I think is a technical masterpiece. But I was also very impressed by the cinematography in The Tragedy of Macbeth, a movie that I think should have received more nominees overall. Uh, more nominations overall. But I think this is one that Dune will win. The Tragedy Macbeth should win. <laughs> Welcome back to Words on Film, the spoken word show dedicated to moving pictures. I am your host and movie critic, Dan Burke. And now, the nominees you've all been waiting for. This is where I get into the acting categories. And man, uh, there are some um, very interesting categories here. So, on to Best Supporting Actress. The nominees are Jesse Buckley for The Lost Daughter, Ariana DeBose for West Side Story, Kirsten Dunst for the power of the dog, uh, on Ellis for King Richard and Judy Dench for Belfast. This is very tough because all five of these women did an amazing job in their respective movies. But I think the actress who will win this category is probably going to be Ariana DeBose and frankly, she should win because she had a very tough act to follow playing Anita in West Side Story after Rita Moreno did in the original 1961 version. I would probably argue that um, Rita Moreno also could have and should have been nominated for Best Supporting Actress, but the fact that she was in um, Rita Moreno was in the remake and she explicitly gave Ariana DeBose her blessing to be in the role of Anita and Ariana DeBose knocked that role out of the park. Not only did she act very well, but she also sang and danced mesmerizingly. I think she should win this category and my guess is she probably will. There might be an upset here with Jesse Buckley in The Lost Daughter, but I think this is Ariana DeBose's category to lose. Now on to Best Supporting Actor. For Best Supporting Actor, the nominees are uh, Sierra Hines for Belfast, Troy Kotzer for CODA, Cody Smith-McPhee for The Power of the Dog, Jesse Plemons, also for The Power of the Dog, and J.K. Simmons for Being the Ricardos. Of these five nominees, the one that shouldn't be here, honestly, is J.K. Simmons for being the Ricardos. I thought he was good in being the Ricardos as William Frawley, but I didn't think he stood out, particularly amongst the other nominees here. And I loved uh, Troy Kotzer in CODA. And as a matter of fact, I am very surprised that um, Marley Matlin was also not nominated for... Best supporting actress. But yeah, Marley Matlin, Rita Moreno, those are the ones the actresses to whom I'm probably most disappointed weren't nominated for best supporting actress, but it doesn't take away from my enjoyment of the film at all. And uh Sierra and Hines was probably the best part about uh Belfast. He certainly was the strongest actor amongst other strong actors in the film. So, this is really tough. I would probably say that Cody Smith-McPhee might win this category, but I don't know. This is probably the the category where I would say I honestly don't know who's going to win. I think maybe Troy Kotzer should win, and Sierra and Hines will win for Belfast, but honestly, this is the one that's the most up in the air for me. So, on to the category of Best Adapted Screenplay, also known as... Best screenplay adopted from another adapted, excuse me, from another medium. The nominees are, The Power of the Dog, The Lost Daughter, Coda, Dune, and Drive My Car. Whew, another tough category. I honestly couldn't uh, say which one in this category would win. They're all amazing films. I think maybe The Lost Daughter will win this category, but I honestly don't know. I would probably root the most for Coda, but then again, I'm also torn because Dune was an excellent adaptation. As I've said, world's better than the 1984 movie directed by David Lynch, so I don't entirely know. But on to Best Original Screenplay. The nominees are Licorice Pizza, Belfast. Don't Look Up, King Richard, and The Worst Person in the World. I will say this. I haven't seen Worst Person in the World, so I can't make an assumption on that. Uh, I've seen all the other films. I would probably say (sighs) Licorice Pizza is probably... The The screenplay that I enjoyed the most, I thought the dialogue was solid. I thought the story was original. Certainly a slice-of-life movie, and I'm not just saying that because pizza's in the title, even though um, Licorice Pizza is the name of a record store that's actually not brought up in the movie, surprisingly enough. And not only that, but the characters don't eat pizza, either with licorice on it or whatever. But I would probably say Belfast will win this, Don't Look Up better not win. And I've heard some critics say that Don't Look Up will probably win. It doesn't deserve to win. It doesn't deserve to be nominated for anything, really. But I would probably say Belfast will win. Licorice Pizza should win. So on to Best Director. The nominees are, and man, this is another best of the best of the best. The nominees are Paul Thomas Anderson for Licorice Pizza. Kenneth Branagh for Belfast, Jane Campion for The Power of the Dog, Steven Spielberg for West Side Story, and Ryosuke Hamaguchi for Drive My Car. Again, another list of very uh, tough choices here. Uh, There's one woman in the category. There's one Japanese person in this category. Honestly, anyone who wins, I won't be disappointed I think maybe Steven Spielberg should win for best Side, uh, West Side Story, <laughs> because it is certainly an adaptation that satisfied a lot of audiences, including fans of the original film, but I would probably have to go with Kenneth Branagh here for Belfast. I'm not necessarily saying that Belfast is the best film of the year, but it's a movie that I thought was very well done and it's Kenneth Branagh's one of Kenneth Branagh's only film that's not a Shakespearean adaptation and I just and I'm I'm also biased because I am I come from an Irish family or an Irish American family but it's a movie I think that probably had the strongest uh, direction in it but possibly any other one of these directors could possibly pull off an upset a lot of people are saying James campion will win for power of the dog but my guess is on kenneth branagh who will win and i would probably say that steven spielberg possibly should win as well again it's like it's like choosing a favorite child it's very hard for me to do Welcome back to Words on Film, the spoken word show dedicated to moving pictures. I am your host and movie critic, Dan Burke. And now for the primary nominees for which everyone is curious. These are the best, or rather the most prolific in terms of the arts categories of the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. So first I'm going to start with the Best Actor nominees. The nominees are Will Smith for King Richard. Denzel Washington for The Tragedy of Macbeth, Javier Bardem for Being the Ricardos, Benedict Cumberpatch for The Power of the Dog, and Andrew Garfield for Tick, Tick, Boom. Honestly, if there's one actor who shouldn't be nominated for Best Actor, it's Javier Bardem for Being the Ricardos. Granted, he was good in the film, but I think they could have chosen someone else to better reflect... Desi Arnaz's mannerisms than Javier Bardem. And I thought that Javier Bardem was a little too rigid to play Desi Arnaz. So he's probably not going to win. But the other four actors, my God, they were amazing. Um, In their, in general, but also in their movies. Andrew Garfield turned in the best performance of his career. But I think the actor who should win and will win will be Will Smith for King Richard. He was amazing in this film. This is Will Smith's fourth time being nominated, although it should have been his fifth time because he was amazingly snubbed for a nomination uh, a few years ago for the movie Concussion. I thought that was his best performance to date, even better than his performance in King Richard. But in King Richard, he was excellent. He deserved to be nominated, and I think he will win for this film. On to Best Actress. The nominees are Jessica Chastain for The Eyes of Tammy Faye, Olivia Colman for The Lost Daughter, Penelope Kruth for Parallel Mothers, Nicole Kidman for Being the Ricardos, and Kristen Stewart for Spencer. So of these five nominees, three of them play very public figures. Jessica Chastain played Tammy Faye Baker, later Tammy Faye Messner. Nicole Kidman played Lucille Ball. And Kristen Stewart played Princess Diana, also known as Diana Spencer. And all three of them did an amazing job. Who do I think did the best job of the five nominees? And I will be honest with you, I have not seen The Lost Daughter or Parallel Mothers, so I can't say whether or not Penelope Cruz or Olivia Coleman deserve to win. But I saw Jessica Chastain in the eyes of Tammy Faye. A lot of critics have argued that she probably disappeared the most in her makeup, which is probably true because Tammy Faye Messner did wear a lot of makeup, but I thought that Jessica Chastain turned in a great performance. And is it her the best performance of her career? I wouldn't necessarily say that. I think that her best performance was in um, Zero Dark Thirty, where she was nominated actually against Jennifer Lawrence, who won for Silver Linings Playbook. At the time, just um, Jennifer Lawrence winning for Best Actress was a good idea, but looking back, I think Jessica Chastain should have won, and I think she should win this year too because... She didn't just disappear in her makeup, even in the parts of the movie where she wasn't required to wear makeup. She reflected Tammy Faye Baker, her uncharacteristically liberal ideas and her eccentric personality the best. But if there is somebody who could possibly upset Jessica Chastain It's Kristen Stewart who turned in her best performance of her career as Princess Diana in the movie Spencer. So I think Jessica Chastain will win and should win, but if Kristen Stewart wins this category, I won't necessarily be disappointed. And that's saying a lot considering that I've been very critical of Kristen Stewart over the last couple of years, but she deserved to be nominated this year and she might win. Now on to the category you've all been waiting for, the Best Picture nominees. This has taken up the entirety, uh, rather the nominees, uh, reading all the nominees has taken up the entirety of this show. But I hope you got some good information from it. So, I can't afford a drum set, so I'll just say drum roll please, and I will just leave it with awkward silence. Drum roll please! Use your imagination, folks. I don't have sound effects. So anyway, on to Best Picture nominees. The nominees are Belfast, Coda, Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. And I really, really hate to uh, make this prediction because honestly, ah, God, I mean, all these movies were great, except for don't look up. Don't look up was lacking. Um, and honestly, Oh boy, this is, this is really tough. I know I I should just bite the bullet and tell you what I think is the best movie of the year. I don't know what's going to win because honestly, all these movies except for don't look up, are kind of neck-on-neck as far as I'm concerned. But I think what will win is Belfast. Do I think it's the best movie of the year? It's pretty damn close, and it was one of my favorite movies of the year. Honestly, some of the films that I thought should have been nominated, like Worth, Tick, Tick, Boom, even Encanto, were snubbed for uh, for nominations. And I loved... I, God, I loved a lot of these films. King Richard, Licorice Pizza, West Side Story. West Side Story might pull an upset here, and I think that if West Side Story wins, it would deserve uh, to win. Coda was a beautiful film, and not just because it came from my fair state of Massachusetts from where I originally reside, but I, I would probably have to go with Belfast in this case. Um... I think maybe West Side Story will win and Belfast should win, but it's really, really a tough call. Probably the toughest call I've had to make in the eight years that I have been hosting this show. So that's what I'm going to go with. Belfast should win. West Side Story will win, but possibly Power of the Dog will be... The, the winner in this category, as well, but then again, I don't know, as I said before, I wish I was like Jimmy the Greek. I wish I could tell you accurately what movies will win versus which ones should win, but I honestly don't know, but that's what I'm going with that's my story, and I'm totally sticking to it so I don't have very much time for um the the rest of my show, and I told you guys that I would get into what are the uh, winners and nominees for the Golden Raspberry Awards, which apparently already happened. They happened at 8.30 p.m. uh, Pacific Time on Friday, March 25th. Were they uh, televised? No, they were not. I have been plugging away at um, getting the Razzies to be televised. I think that It should be, but I will quickly go through the nominees and the winners, but I promise you I will spend a lot more time next week going through what I think should have won. So let's start in this case with um, the very top, the Worst Picture. So the nominees for Worst Picture are, in alphabetical order, uh, Diana the Musical, Infinite, Karen... Space Jam a New Legacy and The Woman in the Window. Truth be told, I have not seen Diana the Musical and that's actually well, I I haven't seen 3 out of the 5 nominees for worst picture. I saw Space Jam and a uh, New Legacy and I didn't think it was that bad and I'm I'm glad that it lost uh in this category. Uh Diana the Musical won worst picture. Can I say it was deserving to uh quote-unquote, win in this category? Well, I don't exactly know. It's coming up against the movie Spencer, which wasn't nominated for Best Picture, but it was nominated in several other categories at the Oscars. And having a musical about Princess Diana is a very ambitious thing to do. But... um, I just don't know whether or not Diana the Musical deserved to win. Maybe next week I'll see these films, and after my Oscar recap, I will tell you what was not worth my time versus what was totally worth my time. Let me just cover this other category, um, which was most unique to the Razzies, and it was the Razzie Award for Worst Performance by Bruce Willis in a 2021 Movie. Now, this category had seven, seven nominations in it, and I want to commend Bruce Willis for still getting out there and working. He's not on the A-list anymore, but he's still a household name, but for him to just get out there and make as many movies as he is is commendable, but at the same time, I haven't heard of these films, I haven't seen them, so let me just give you what they are in alphabetical order. So the Razzie Award for Worst Performance by Bruce Willis, the nominees are American Siege, Apex, Cosmic Sin, Fortress, Out of Death, Midnight in the Switchgrass, and Survive the Game. The winner, if you care, was Cosmic Sin. I have nothing invested in these Bruce Willis films. I haven't seen any of them, so I don't exactly know if... Um, th- Cosmic Sin deserve to win over the other films or not. And I probably never will because it's unlikely that I will go out of my way, even sitting on my couch watching T while flipping through the subscription services to which I subscribe to watch this film and dedicate at least an hour and a half to any of these films. It's not worth it. And I will give the Razzies the benefit of the doubt in this category because they watch the film I'm probably not going to, not even for a laugh, because they sound actually very generic and very boring. But I do think that Bruce Willis is in that same kind of category that John Travolta is in right now, where both of them are still making movies, but it's been at least five years where they've been in a really good film. But John Travolta, like Bruce Willis, could potentially retire from acting and... Even though I like both of these actors, and I've seen them do very well in very good movies, in Bruce Willis's case from Die Hard to Pulp Fiction to The Sixth Sense, and that's just naming a few, but they could retire and live off the royalties of their good and their bad films. There is something to be said about them still working, but they haven't been in a film that's really worth watching in quite some time. And I think that they deserve better, but I think very much like Nicolas Cage is getting out of that direct-to-streaming rut that he's been in over the last decade, I think eventually Bruce Willis and John Travolta, amongst other actors, will eventually get out of that rut themselves. We will, of course, see. That just about does it for this episode of Words on Film. Words on Film is the spoken word show dedicated to moving pictures, and I am your host and movie critic Dan Burke, reminding you that the views and opinions expressed on Words on Film about movies or other topics are solely those of your host and movie critic Dan Burke. They do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of any employees or volunteers who are working at WBCA or the station as a whole. Until I watch a whole bunch of brand new movies, this is Dan Burke saying I'll see you at the movies.